You're listening to the Geeky Glitter Podcast, where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 44. I'm Wendy Lee, and joining me, of course, is my lovely co-host, Nikita Francois. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Wendy. How are you doing this lovely morning? I'm, I'm good. A uh, little tired, but very, very, very good. How are you? I'm doing well. I just got off. We had just literally talked about this off mic, but we'll we'll talk about it again on mic. Uh, Nikita was very nice, and she was patiently waiting for me to start this because I was participating in a virtual event for the movie In the Heights. Uh, so they they're going to well, you this is coming out on a Monday, so you would have seen the uh, new trailer for In the Heights, which premiered on I believe it's like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. And man, it's just nice to see the cast, the director, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, writer, producer, creator of the show, sort of being there talking about their experiences. I was like, I told Nikita this already. Like, I'm, I almost cried watching the, listening to the cast talking about <laughs> their own experience in this. I'm like, how am I going to not cry in the theater? And you've seen this yeah. you, when you were in New York. Yes seen it i directed a production of it i got to meet um one of the original cast members robin de jesus in new york he came out to see my production and <gasps> yes christopher jackson himself sent a video to me and my cast when he was it, george washington yes he was in the middle of filming <laughs> hamilton he used his uh time in hair and makeup to send us a quick video saying congratulations he had heard good things about my production and wanted to wish us well so I cannot wait for this movie and I will have my several boxes of tissues ready. <laughs> Nikita, that's huge. I, uh, oh. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the trailer to drop. I can't wait for the movie. I'm besides myself with excitement. Yeah, this is going to be really, uh, and honestly, like you don't even need to have seen the musical to see this movie. If there's anything that I know of John Chu's work, and it looks like he's working, obviously, with, you know, people from Broadway, Anthony Ramos. We know him from Hamilton, of course. Um, Limor Miranda is very closely working all together uh, on the film. And But, like, with John Chu's background, he's one of the direct, one of the few directors that, that I love watching his films because he knows how to send a message across um, visually. I Not totally all directors agree. can shoot musical, mm -hmm. heavy pieces um especially you know he did step up step up exactly yeah he did step up and he did of course crazy rich asians so like it's always the color the set it's it's like nothing is too big for him and nothing is too intimate for him he really knows how to capture that and to capture human emotion but my favorite is him knowing how to capture dance like he yes. was uh, once upon a time he was a dancer he understands the musicality of it um and i always hate i don't know if you do the same but i always hate when directors when they shoot either a, a fight sequence or a dance sequence and they shoot just like three quarters you know like a medium or a close for actors and it's so the entire frustrating sequence. it's like no yeah. no no we can't see the beautiful lines right. we can't see the costume you know as, as you know as it flares out and catches the wind as they which move. is part of it you know i yeah. totally agree yes and like seeing in the Heights, like what we've already seen in that one trailer that they have out from, gosh, like last year, 
you know, they, it's like, they closed down the block. They closed down a pool. It seems like right. <laughs> to shoot these right. bigger than life pieces. So I, I can't, I can't wait. For I, that yeah. Movie. Same. Super excited. Oh, I'm so jealous that you got to oh, see it. Oh. But, but you, you, you at the wall, by the time this airs, you would have already seen yes, it. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. text you when the trailer comes please, out on please, Sunday please. <laughs> and just get your, get your thoughts on like, I what will you stop. If I'm driving, I will pull over. Yeah. Stop and watch. <laughs> That's how excited I, love it. I am. <laughs> I love it. But you guys, welcome to Geek and Glitter. This is a show where we talk about everything in the geek world from movie news to fashion to makeup. And speaking of makeup, I put this in our show notes and I was like, Nikita, look at this. So I know WandaVision has just, um, you know, had its series uh, finale and um, everybody's celebrating. You know, there's clothes at Hot Topic. There's there's, I don't know, uh, merchandise, but there's also like an Ulta and WandaVision collab that I was, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, I'm super, super interested. And um, it really is in, I would say, the it's really more so in the packaging more than anything else. Um, but it is a full collection. They have like a brush set. They have a blush palette. They have a few um, eyeshadow uh, palettes and they have like lip kit, brow kit and things like that. Uh, I like overall, like, you know, I think the packaging is cute. It's a little retro, right, which exactly. I think reflects to it. But other than that, um, I kind of, my excitement for it kind of ends there. I'm sure like the quality of it is great. Actually, if you've tried Alta makeup, it's actually, the quality is pretty good, but it doesn't stand out to where I'm seeing this and going, ah, oh, this is like a full, yeah, one, I get WandaVision. If it didn't tell me WandaVision, I would just bought it because I think it's cute. Right, right. But you know, there's no, um, like, if we did like a red specific palette for Wanda, because she's all about red, mm-hmm. so you get your warmer tones and you get like a, you know, for Agatha, all purple, for Vision, maybe bring in some of that, that green and gold. That would have made sense, yeah. Correct. So, like, while I, you know, applaud the collab, it it's, feels like to me a little bit of a cash grab at, like, this is hot right now, and we're going to put Wanda's sticker, you know, the logo right. on the box and call it WandaVision, and it kind of ends there for me. I do like the the eyeliner, like, wing kit, and I think that's very, you know, like, 50s, 60s inspired, that wing liner Agreed. look. But that's that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not hugely impressed, Ulta. Mm, but just, just okay. Meh. Meh. It's just okay. But you know, we gotta also talk about. This is the one that I've been dying to talk to you about. I, uh, I, I, and I put it in the show notes. Yes, this is real. So, uh, Elf Cosmetics did a collab with none other than Chipotle, <laughs> and I do mean Chipotle. <laughs> the food chain the restaurant chain and I when I clicked on it I was like is this for real and it's already uh, naturally it's already it's sold, sold out. out all of the products not that it was a lot of product <laughs> but still <laughs> not a lot of products they have a chipotle eyeshadow palette they have a make it hot lip gloss they have an extra guac sponge set like a beauty blender makeup sponge set and they have a ice chips face makeup bag oh my god i never thought i would see like a food and makeup collab right right until until maybe they've done one in the past but i i don't believe there has been one such as this exactly and for the go-to to to be chipotle it's kind of like oh (laughs) 
I guess Chipotle is that popular, huh? I, I must be. I mean, I have to admit the it's avocado been a minute sponge since I've had is Chipotle. cute. <laughs> yes. I agree with that. I think I would have been interested in getting the avocado sponge just because, like you said, like the shape of it is really cute. Right. You get two sponges. You get a little tiny blend for your, you know, for your like maybe like under eye area exactly. or like by the nose. Yeah. But everything else, I'm, I'm just surprised. But I'm happy that they're sold out. You know, we got the eyeshadow palette. I'm trying to count how many colors are in here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 colors. And it's like a nice little spread. You got a little bit of green for like the greens, the guac. Right. Got a little bit of like right. red, some brown. You know, it's a, it's a nice neutral palette with a couple of little tiny pops of color. Exactly. <laughs> And, so, uh, hmm. yeah, it was an interesting one. The The makeup <laughs> bag is also kind of cute. Like, if you're really into chip, like, if you're all about that Chipotle life. Right, exactly. The makeup bag is in the shape of a the, Chipotle the, takeout the paper bags. bag. bags, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Sure. What is sure? What is sure. this? <laughs> I, I look. It's it's very cute. I think I would have. I would not have bought it. Uh, just one. I don't need more palettes. Two. I like Chipotle, but I don't like it. That I don't much. need it on my face. I don't need it on, <laughs> on my face. Imagine they went ex super extra. They're like, we're gonna make it Chipotle scented, and you open oh, it up and you no. smell burritos <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I just want my food to, t- to smell like my food, That's not my it. makeup. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Well, you guys, if you've, uh, you know, came across the Chipotle and Elf collab and you decided to purchase, let us know what you're thinking of of the product. If you like the, the I don't know, the shadows, if you like the lippy, <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us know. Uh, and then Nikita, you have uh, something else too. You you t- you want to talk a little bit about the Stranger Things drive through experience? Yes, yeah. So when you <gasps> asked me how I was this morning, I said I was a little tired yeah. because last night I went to the Stranger Things drive through experience, <gasps> and it was so much fun. So 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 much fun. Tell us about it. It is okay. So last year, because of the pandemic, there were a lot of things that turned into drive through experiences. So there were like haunted houses that were more drive through, even during the holidays, like. They were Christmas themed or winter wonderland kind of drive through things throughout LA. And so one of the things that did that was Stranger Things. I did not go last fall when they first opened. So I'm not exactly sure how the experience was back then. From what I've read, it was like just a basic like 30 minute drive through. There were some scenes reenacted and that was pretty much it. I don't know if they revamped, redid, re whatever. But I have to say, they did a fantastic job last night. We went and uh, I don't want to give it away in case anyone is like waiting to go or has tickets and hasn't gone yet and wants to be surprised. But they really made it an interactive experience where they had actors, you know, pretending to be characters from Stranger Things running out in between the cars. They had um, giant screens that replayed some of the, you know, most popular scenes from the different seasons of the show. And I think they did a really, really good job putting it together. And it was a lot of fun. Wow. Oh, I didn't know it was that involved. Exactly. I was expecting just like I had read previously, you just drive through, see some things. But I think they might have stepped up what they were doing before and really invested in the more interactive experience part. That's good. I like that, you know, that's one of the things that they've really shifted to, to let us still kind of social distance and be safe, but still kind of get out of our house and experience things. So like, instead of a haunted house type, you get the stranger things. Do you get to drive through 
Is there a specific season that they focused on? No, they they pretty much encompass all, um, what is it, three seasons that have been out already. And um, what they did, they converted a parking garage into this experience. So in the beginning, when you wait to get into it, they have little games and things that they play in the car, like car twisters. So you have to like reach for the steering wheel, reach for the back seat, you know, things like that to keep you active and engaged while you wait for your turn to go in. Um, they also sell snacks and goodies and souvenirs and things like that. I got a little Hawkins tumbler, super cute. Um, but yeah, once you pass through that portion, you start on the you know first floor of the garage, and then you're kind of like woven up through the different levels where they have the different scenes and reenactments. And then at the very end, when you drive down, there's another souvenir portion before you go out at the bottom level. I love that. It's a full-on experience with yeah. gift shops, cap like end capping the oh, whole you, thing. Oh, like, you have to go through the gift shop portion to exit. So they knew what they were doing by <laughs> having the layout like that. It was great. It was very smart. <laughs> I, yeah, was I, super, I super love cool. it. Was there any time that you were able to stop for them too? Because you said they were actors. Yeah. So, so were along they just kind the of- way... Yeah, they stop the car because they have this um, main, I guess, car vehicle and the very front that leads this procession of a group of cars. So at it was three different levels where you stop and actually watch a whole scene uh, unfold in front of you. There's music and lighting and effects and things like that. You tune into a radio station that has, you know, all the sounds and everything playing. And um so yeah, even though you're driving through and seeing different things, there are three designated portions where you actually stop and for a good 10 minutes, watch a scene unfold. That's awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think I might, because I think it's going on for a little bit longer. I yeah. might try to search for some tickets and, and go, because I haven't really done too many things that are like that. There's this thing near me. It's called the Electric Mile, Electrical Oh, it's the light, light show thing, right? Yeah, yeah I've heard of it. And we were going to go, so we, I looked up tickets, and uh, it's like $80 for one car, and I'm just not sure if that's if that's something I can, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's worth the $80 for two people. Right. Because it'll just right. be me and my husband. I don't plan to put anyone else inside my car that's not a part of my household. Like, Navi can come. <laughs> exactly she's gonna just take a nap in the back seat she's not gonna she's not easily impressed as as a dog she's like just give me treats and belly rubs and food and i'm good so here (laughs) yeah so we'll see if maybe they do like a slight discount like if they drop the tickets to 60 then i think i can do that it's a 30th person but 40th person for you know it's like for flashing lights yeah yeah not sure like stranger things it's a little bit different right because it's themed after an ip and right there's actors that are involved exactly and, you know. and again i think um again i'm not sure how it was before but seeing what we saw last night i think at least now the price was justified yeah that's good well, you know, maybe it's not going to be too much longer that we have to wait to get back to the quote-unquote normal things so we don't have to do these drive through experiences much longer. Not that they're not great. I actually think it's really cool, especially a good way to utilize spaces like parking garages when the malls and places like that are closed right. down. But it's looking like here in California, things are going to start to open back up. We got news that 
Disneyland uh, here in Anaheim, California is going to reopen later this April. Um, not They don't have an exact date yet, but they are opening up later this April. And I believe for the tiers because California has been really, really strict, which I appreciate. I know it's tough on businesses and I know it's tough on, on, on people, uh, but um, we also want to keep everybody as safe as possible. So I think they're opening uh, at 15% capacity right. for theme parks to open, which means also Universal Studios is looking to reopen, I believe, April 1st or beginning of April, um, if, if they didn't give us a firm date, is, is what I've heard. And I've already heard that some employees have been recalled already to start the training process exactly, of how yeah. to handle, yeah, like how to make sure you are social distancing from not just the guests, but maybe coworkers and how they're going to divide that up. Because, you know, if you're thinking working in foods, the kitchen area, it's generally smaller. So how many people are allowed in at the same time to be working close proximity to each other, even with face masks and gloves and all that stuff on. So there's going to be a lot of that. And I think also training on how to, you know, maybe interact with guests who don't want to comply with the face mask and face mask and social distancing rules. Cause I'm not, and I'm not saying that's everybody. I think when you enter a theme park kind of, you know, in your experience in entering a place like downtown Disney people, you enter under the understanding that you are going to follow these rules right. set in place for not just you, but, but everybody. everyone else there. Yeah. You're expecting to right. see everyone follow along. So like, no, but nobody is special. Like, you know, if you're going to come, you're going to wear a mask. Uh, so, but, you know, in just a, one or two of those incidences where people feel like they, they want to be special or something like that. Just I think it's hopefully they're training employees uh, how to handle situations like that and how to keep themselves safe. So some people get way more angry than necessary about masks. Agreed. I, I yeah. don't understand. I see videos. I'm like, but why are you so upset? It's a piece of fabric over your mouth. It's, it's right. like I, I don't understand. But anyways. Theme parks are starting to reopen. I'm very excited. Am I going to try and get that ticket? You know, like <laughs> day one of opening? I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know how in the past episodes we talked about a touch of Disney? Yes. Yeah. So I actually, on the day that the tickets opened up, I actually forgot to set an alarm for it. No! Like an exact time to check. And they didn't give us like a firm time when the ticket queue was going to open online. So it was about 1 o'clock. 1230 maybe in the afternoon where I was like oh I should I should sign up for the queue so I went online and it said you know you will be waiting for more than an hour I was like okay so two hours tops like I was ready I was like okay I'll like pop on Disney plus or something like that you know I'll watch while I wait and keep it all do a theme four and a half hours later I had less than half an hour to go. Like the queue was starting to count down. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a ticket. I'm going to get to go. And I'll go, you know, towards kind of like the later um, dates in the season. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, in April, that was kind of the plan. Uh, And before the timer runs out, it says the queue has closed, which means the event was completely (sighs) sold out. I was like, I just, right? I wasted four and a half hours. hours. I was so upset i was like <laughs> and, and like, i was more upset than actually anybody has any reason to be <laughs> and i and i think it's because maybe i was me being mentally prepared to be like okay i'm gonna do this i'm spending my money on this which means i'm yeah. gonna ready to go and interact so it's a it's a whole like process for me because i haven't really done anything like this 
during the during the pandemic other than going to the grocery store for essential stuff so like you know uh I was severely disappointed that I was not going to get to go and I keep telling myself like you are acting like a child (laughs) get over it it's just an event they'll do another one and lo and behold literally like days later you know they're saying that Disneyland is going to reopen exactly yeah yeah I but I feel like after that experience I'm not going to try very hard to go I think um the time will come when we get to go we'll get to go and I also have to figure out like if I go let's just say like I I score a ticket right so for like a date in May or something like that to go to Disneyland how how safe do I feel going on rides and I want to see how they operate because how long are these lines going to be like right they have to clean all the vehicles and flag them saying like this one's clean so you can load guests in this one and like that's gonna extend the amount of time the the line queue for the rides are going to go. Right, right. And it's interesting you bring that up because I've been watching some vloggers in Disney World over in Orlando, mm. Florida, who which has stayed pre- open pretty much the entire time. They never really did a hard shutdown. And mm-hmm. they've experienced that to a degree for sure, like longer queues, but they've kind of gone into the virtual queue system as well. So you reserve a place online for a ride. Then Ooh. when it's close to that time, you get an alert, then you can run back over Yes, when you go over, there will still be a line, but some people have said it's actually not been as long as before. So before where you would wait online for like two hours for like a really popular ride, the wait's been like 30, 45 minutes because you have a place in a queue, in a virtual queue. So you can go do other stuff like Which shop. is what other people do, right? They go to, yeah, shop, eat a snack or walk around until it's close to your time, then jump over. I love it. I can't wait. I think this is going to be, this is, this is good. This is, I feel like, uh, you know, baby steps in, um, you know, maybe uh, like life after COVID, I guess, if you yeah, <laughs> put it yeah. so dramatic. Right. Like it's but a yeah. zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's walking dead. <laughs> so, so we'll see. I'm curious to see how, um, obviously I know there's going to be a crowd turning out for this. Like I, I already know this. So it's really just waiting to see how uh, things are going to be, uh, how theme parks are going to uh, handle this and how they plan to, equally important, not just keep guests safe, but their own employees safe. Right, you know, yeah. How that's going to work behind the scenes, dressing rooms, you know, uh, break areas, things like that. Mm-hmm. I will say Dustin and I did buy a ticket for the Knott's Berry Farm Boysenberry oh, Festival. yes, yes. We ended up doing a, a a ticket for that, Dustin. We're so we're going later in April, like mid April, early April, because by then Dustin will have his um second vaccine dose. Great. Okay. So he'll be like fully vaccinated. So then we feel a little bit safer. And I think by then, maybe I don't know because we're already halfway through March almost. So, uh, I don't I don't know how quickly the rest of us who don't fall on that like you know, frontline yeah, worker. Like, like I not, right. Yeah, I do not consider myself to to be that. So like once everybody, you know, in that category, senior citizens um get their shots, like they, it would then would be our turn. So I feel I feel like it's gonna come sooner than rather than later. I used to think the other way, like I probably won't get it until summer. Which I, which I thought also, case. yeah, yeah. But it seems to be but moving I, pretty I, quick. Yeah, faster than I expected. So we'll see if like if I can get myself fully vaccinated before then great if not then you know i take all the precautions like we already talked about the plans of not just extra hand sanitizing and hand washing but also like we i think we're gonna bring you know um like a box of 
<laughs> it's so extra. A box of gloves with us. We'll be double masking. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. we're going to do it, I can still have fun while double masking. Like, again, wearing a mask doesn't really bother me. Like, I've been doing it since I was a child because growing up in Taiwan. So, but I'm excited to eat some boysenberry themed <laughs> food. We did it in 2018, 2019. Nice. And it was so good. So, I like, I can't wait to go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, you guys stay with us um, and, you know, we'll update you on future episodes after these events and let you know how what we thought yeah. of the events. And if like Nikita and I get to go to a Disneyland or Universal Studios once they open, we'll see. For sure. For sure. For sure. And Nikita, you've got you got a fun topic. Yes. For today. Oh, my gosh. I almost, well, Loki screamed when I saw this. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Zatanna and Batgirl are coming yes. to HBO and I am so super, super, super excited. Um, Batgirl has kind of been in the works almost for like a decade, it seems. I mean, it's been thrown around for having its own movie for the longest time. And it's been switching directors, switching writers. It's been with Joss Whedon and then moved to different people. So I feel like they finally have their stuff together and know what direction they want to go, which is awesome. So I can't wait to see that. And I believe it's Christina Hudson who's going to be writing it. And she's been attached for at least the past few years to writing Batgirl. So I'm sure she is more than thrilled to finally see it greenlit and ready to go. And I think they're in the early stages of casting it. So that should be fun to see. Um, I'm sure I, just about everyone knows right now, The Batman is coming out later this year. And low-key rumors are there is a bad girl in it already. So we are just going to have to wait and see if that same actress will be the bad girl in the bad girl movie. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. So they gave her a different, like if you look on IMDb or anything, the actress that was picked to allegedly play bad girls, given like a random name, like no allusion to Mm. any other character, but people in the streets are saying that, this girl right here is actually Batgirl. They're just keeping it under wraps because she is a woman of color and they don't want her to get a lot of flag before everything is revealed. So we'll Ooh, see. Would love to see. I, we'll I see. can't wait. I, I can't believe it's been this long and we still haven't gotten like a Batgirl TV show or movie. Or a movie. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. It's, isn't that the nothing. strangest thing? Yeah. It it's just surprising because I I know there's a whole fandom for her exactly right and you know so I'm kind of surprised like they usually put her in like ensemble things right right exactly she's so, always yeah part of whatever group or clique you know but to see her finally get her own standalone movie and I'm sure that'll spawn some sequels and stuff I am super excited to see where that goes. I hope so. That's going to be, that's super exciting. And of course, the other project that was announced, you must have, because you know, there's, there's a connection there. There, A a small, slight, (laughs) small, slight connection there with you and Zatanna. (laughs) I'm just beyond, like, I don't even know how to feel. It's just super exciting to see that they picked what I thought was a kind of obscure character and give it the green light. I think it's super, super cool. I know she appeared in, I think it was Smallville years ago when they had um, that show, Smallville, on CW oh, wow. a long time ago. But I think it was a very small 
role. Like, I don't know if that it had like a lot of prominence at the time. So that was the last and I think only live action time we've gotten to see Satana. And then before then it was on one of the animated series, I think Justice League Dark or something like that. There was Mm -hmm. an animated series that featured her. But for was it Young Justice? It might have been. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember either. Yeah. But again, even in the animated series, I don't know that she was necessarily front and center all the time, every episode, like some of the other characters. So between that, we have Green Lantern coming to HBO Max. I mean, they have a whole slate of stuff there. I think they're trying to find their own, you know, thing to come up against Marvel. I mean, I love it. You know, I think uh, I've always said, like, if you want to flesh out a character and give them like a full arc, sometimes a movie isn't enough, especially with comic book characters, because their source material is just so rich. There's a lot of backstory and there's other relationships and connections to other characters. And I feel like a lot of the times the best way to flesh out a character, especially like a, I don't want to say Zantana is like lesser known, but maybe to the general public, um, um, like general audience, she may not be as like popular as say a Wonder Woman. Right. right? So I think a TV show is a really good way to explore Zantana and her origin and her day-to-day kind of a la, I don't know if they're going to try to do it in, in the vein of like Supergirl. Uh, but I, I'm just really excited that she she is kind of getting her, her debut. Seriously, yeah. People are Live saying action. she might be the the DC Scarlet Witch to come up against, you know, the oh. right, that whole DC world. So we'll oh. see. We know she's chock full of magic, so we'll see what they do with her character. Yeah, it's gonna be really, really, really exciting. I can't, I can't wait. I know. Uh, this is it, look, it's a good time to be a, a nerd. <laughs> Seriously, I know. I am just fangirling every day. It seems like, which I love. It's great stuff. I love it. Well, you guys, we're keeping it uh, this episode just a little bit short, so we only picked one topic each, and uh, now it's the time we go on to our what do we call this? Shout out corner. Our shout out corner. It? I think. Our shout out corner. <laughs> Normally, we wanted to do like sort of small business brand and food, but uh, and we Nikita and I did not talk about this prior. So basically, how the show notes work is I have a Google Doc that's shared between the two of us, and we just put things in when we put things in. So we're not seeing each other's, you know, uh, kind of responses until we kind of open it back up on the day of recording to kind of go, oh, so that element of surprise is there, and hopefully that comes through on on the podcast. But this week for our shout out, we both picked one food related items and two also a food related like food TikTok food trend right. is what I was trying to say. Uh, and so I found that extremely funny. Do you do you want to say yours first? Yeah. So I tried the um, the baked oatmeal oatmeal bake TikTok trend, and oh my gosh, is it so delicious? Basically, it's like making a muffin but it's oatmeal. And so it you like have to bake it and it rises and it comes out all soft and moist on the inside, but it has a nice, not too crispy, but you know, a nice layer on the outside. That's great. I put raspberries in mine. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I haven't seen this. You need jump on TikTok. 
check it out and you can kind of tailor to however you like your oatmeal so i've seen people drizzle uh almond butter or peanut butter on it maple syrup um and you can put whatever fruit or non-fruit items in there people put chocolate chips in there blueberries bananas it is absolutely delicious and it's super simple is basically how you would prepare oatmeal except you're putting it in a baking dish add a few extra ingredients throw it in the oven for like 20 25 minutes and it's good to go oh my gosh that sounds and it eats like uh you can you so you would eat it out of the baking dish exactly so if you have like a ramekin or small you know like bowl size baking dish that you can put in the oven once you take it out you let it cool for a little bit and then you can eat it right out with a spoon and it's deliciousness oh my gosh i want to try what are some of the ingredients that you need I just need to know. So if I need to run to the store. After no. This yeah. So you, well, one thing you will, one item or appliance you may need is a blender just so that the oatmeal, if it's in its raw state, it's not going to get that soft, fluffy interior like you would want in like a muffin or a cake. So when you add your muffin, your flour, your you know, cinnamon, like whatever ingredients now you're adding to make it flavorful, you want to blend it all together first and then pour it into the baking dish. Okay. So don't, don't just like layer and like haphazardly. No, like, exactly. Right. Cause then it won't rise if you just put in like raw oats or anything like that. So yeah, definitely. If that's one tip I would give, it's to blend it all together first then pour it in and you can do a combo. So like the fruit, if you have like blueberries and strawberries, you can put some in while it bakes inside of it. And then when it's done, throw some on top to make it look all TikTok aesthetic and pretty. Oh my gosh. And you said 20 minutes in the oven? Yep. 20 to 25 minutes in a 350 degree oven and you're good to go. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. and I'm Yeah. Gonna I'm going to send it. you a link to the one I followed. Yeah. Delicious. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> Funny thing. My food trend, the TikTok food trend that I, that I <laughs> picked for today's shout out corner is also involves baking in an oven. So I picked, and this is like an older trend I feel like, but I just hopped on the train because I finally got to go to the store and I was like, I walked by the feta cheese aisle and I was like, oh, there's an idea. So mm. this is the TikTok pasta, like the baked feta with tomato pasta. And I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it on yeah. TikTok. I've seen it in you know, vlogs and things like that. And I think it was so popular that the feta cheese was sold out in many stores I for a while. I heard that too, yeah. So you basically need one block. It's like eight ounce, one block of feta cheese. And the recipe that I saw called for cherry tomatoes, but the cherry tomatoes at my store, they didn't look the best. So Mm -hmm. I opted for grape tomatoes. I will say they taste still just as good. So you need like two pints, like two boxes of those. You know how they come in like a little square, little box. I just got two of those. Um, Get yourself some basil, some garlic. And what you want to do is drizzle. um, I did a fourth cup of olive oil. I did, I drizzled some of it over all the tomatoes first. I put it inside like a, like a baking dish. Mm. Uh, and then you put the drizzle of the olive oil on top of the tomatoes and then you salt and pepper it, mix that up. So everything's covered. And then I plop the feta cheese down on the middle of all of that. And then I drizzle more, the rest of my olive oil on it and then top it with a little bit more salt and pepper um, I, you, you can grind a little bit of, um, red chili flakes is what mm. all the recipes did. 
I happened to not have any in the house and didn't realize. So I was like, well, I'll just put some oregano and uh, and thyme. That sounds like it works to me. So and extra pepper. So it made it work out. You bake it in the oven for 40 minutes at 400. Okay. And then you want to prep while you're doing that. You want to prep your pasta, depending on how long your pasta cooks. Mm, I just did like one right. box of bow tie but you don't need the whole box in the dish so don't don't do that i would say add it slowly so once it comes out of the oven like the cheese is now it's like it should be like a little bit burnt on top a little mm. brown potatoes should be a little bit burnt which is like beautiful looking it's, your house will smell like a like a pizza i place. can't even imagine right oh so good so you smush it all together you add some garlic and basil mush it all together and then you put your pasta in and then you mix oh all that gosh. together. Oh, Save a little so pasta good. water so you can add and it's so it's like, you know, nice and so it's not too dry. And then you can top it with a little bit of red chili flakes if you want to and maybe extra seasoning. Not that I think you need it. And then you are set. It sounds delicious. One dish, two bowls. That's all that's, I That's it. That's the easiest cleanup ever because I just dishwasher did. Right, right. But it's even better on the second day because we had a little bit of leftover. Uh, Even better on the second day. So we want to try it again. We want to experiment with maybe putting some protein in there. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. Uh, I'll figure it out. But I want to put a little bit of chicken. I was just going to say, yeah, like some um, shredded chicken or something. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah it's good. So if you've tried it, uh, if you try it eventually, let me know I what you think of it. absolutely will, Yeah. It's, I couldn't believe how easy it was. And like, I know it's even not like a new thing. Like it, it's, I think that recipe has been around for a while okay. before TikTok, but it's just, it trended because of Right, right, right. Which is fine. That's how we learn new things. Exactly. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's food, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll put one more, one more, uh, since we're talking trendier, you know how on TikTok people go to, like, they have like the Starbucks trend. Yes. Yes. Like what to order at Starbucks. Yep. So like a super popular drink is called the Starbucks moon drink. It's matcha and chai topped with like milk and I think sweet coat foam or something like that. <laughs> Nikita's Ooh. like, wait, what? Wait, I got your attention. Cause it's matcha. Yes. Write it down. So I decided to not order at a Starbucks because it'll cost me like $6 upwards, depending on the size. Right. And I like the matcha that I have at home. So I just um, make up, you know, the regular amount of matcha. I add, I think it's like six to eight ounces. I think maybe six ounces of chai. You can add more or less depending on mm. your uh, flavor. And then I add uh, my oat milk in there. Um and then what I do is I add a little bit of vanilla extract into oh my, my half and half and a tiny little bit of sweetener. And then you just use one of those like electric yeah, whisk yeah, things, yeah. the handheld ones. And you just whisk it in a cup so you have like cold foam. And then so you pour that over oh. everything else. Mix it up with some ice cubes in there. It's a cold drink. You can have it as a hot drink, but I like it as a cold drink. And it's called the moon drink. I don't get the correlation of the name to the drink but it tastes really really good i mean it sounds amazing oh my gosh and everything yeah. that you mentioned is right up my ass. the matcha the vanilla the half and half like <laughs> yeah. so good and you can adjust to your own liking too like if you don't want it to be sweet then you can not have it sweet like right. you could buy like a vanilla chai that's already sweetened so you don't need to go overly sweet or you can sweet it up depending on you know your own personal taste so i was like Take that Starbucks. I just saved myself six bucks. <laughs> my own moon drink right here. Exactly. I'm gonna try this one tomorrow. Oh my goodness. I'll send you the I'll send you the kind of the measurements that I use. Thank you. Thank you. 
And for you guys, I'll go ahead and put that in the in the uh, show notes as well, so mm-hmm. you guys can have it. And of course, if you guys have tried any sort of like uh, food trend from that you learned from a TikTok or Instagram, let us know. You can write to us uh, at geekandglitter at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on Anchor if you're listening to us on Anchor, which is totally free. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We play it back later uh, on a future episode. And with that, you guys, that is the end of our uh, slightly shorter but still amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for tuning in and of course this podcast it can be found on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever you download podcasts and nikita thank you so much for your time today no, i had thank a great you, wendy time. this was awesome and so much fun and we ended with our favorite topic food <laughs> really we should change the name to wendy and nikita talks basically i mean at this point <laughs> <laughs> might might as well he can food he can food. food that's it <laughs> Uh, where can everybody find you on social media? I am at Nikita.Francois on Instagram and then at Nikita Francois everywhere else. And you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, I guess, at Wendy Lise. Actually, my TikTok name is not Wendy Lise. <gasps> I actually don't know what it is. Scandal. I don't real, I don't remember, but everywhere else, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter is Wendy Lee Zaney. And of course, you can follow Geek and Glitter uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the same Geek and Glitter. That is Geek, the letter N, Glitter. And of course, at the website, www.geek. Oh, messed that up. Great job. www.geekandglitter.com. This is what happens when you wake up really early and then you have <laughs> a little bit too much coffee. So I'm on, I'm All the on words jittery. just get jumbled together. I don't know how to speak anymore. <laughs> uh, also, you guys, uh, we like lose an hour this weekend. Is that this? Well, weekend? we already oh my we gosh. already have lost an hour at the time of recording because we record on a Saturday. It'll be tomorrow or tonight. We lose an hour. You're absolutely right. I hate it. This is I the one it. I don't I think, like. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Can we just keep falling back all the time? Just fall back. <laughs> Extra hour, please. And my sleep schedule will never be the same. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you all so much for joining in, and we will catch you next time on Geek and Glitter. Bye. Bye.